Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. This is our AEW Dynamite Review Show. As you can see, I am your host, Andy Burrows, and I am joined. Believe it or not, there are three of us here. You can't see him. Maybe, you know, he's hiding in a bunker somewhere in the United States of America. But we are joined by one of our AEW gurus, Mr. Parker Hamlet. Parker, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you, my friend? I'm doing swell, drinking my cup of coffee this morning. Uh, You know, got some dynamite last night and ready to talk about it with you lads across the pond, ready to hear what you got to say about it, because to be honest with you, I got some some opinions, some takes on this episode of Dynamite because, you know, we've been big on Collision and, you know, I really do feel like, you know, AEW is, in regards with Dynamite, is kind of trending in the wrong direction nowadays despite some big announcements last night. So, great to hear everybody's opinion on it and talk Dynamite. Yeah, I, I've got some huge opinions. You should have been here before we started recording, Parker. Also joining me are my... Uh, <laughs> Are my two other co-hosts, Mr. Adam Cousins and Mr. Dave Robinson. Good evening to you, lads. How are we, boys? Evening. <clears throat> Hello, mate. I'm a, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, oh, living the dream, Dave. Living the dream. Mr. Hello. President calls him you on more issues, Andy. Is he? Ah, <clears throat> oh, mate, the president of the United States. What's he doing in London? He's literally holding me. I'm trying to deliver beer. Adam, as you always say, us me delivering beer is like pizza to the Italians. And the president of the United States has been holding me up this week with his visit to London. <laughs> I felt like saying to them, "Do you know who I am?" Uh, but you didn't know there was a thousand police officers anyway. But uh, Adam, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, hand over to you for this oh. one, mate, to kick off the Dynamite Review Show because I feel if I <laughs> kick it off yeah i I feel better you go my man what did you what did you make of this week's dynamite sir well i'm gonna just do what i normally do and segue into matches and again tony khan's already annoyed me because i know you're gonna say something in a little while about him but he didn't start with my good pal orange no 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 we're in canada this week so he starts with chris jericho and commander um it was the first match now i'm gonna give my take on it and i've got a feeling my take's not gonna be as greed as everybody else I thought it was Chris Jericho's best match in ages. <laughs> and, and that's like, because what we've seen with Sting, what we've seen with Orange and all of that, yes, there was some lags on some of the moves, but some of that was Commando. I felt Lags? Like... They were lagging more than com- Parker's computer. <laughs> I felt as if, like, um, Commander was overshooting some of this. And it wasn't just because Jericho wasn't there to catch him. It was because it looked awkward from Commander. But I actually thought Jericho... In this one, held his own. It was like an old throwback to WCW Jericho of the early nineties in the cruiserweight division. So I actually quite enjoyed the opener. Uh, Barring Jericho wins with the uh, uh, the lion tamer, as they call it. Dave, you're not looking as even as impressed as Andy. So I'm going to come to you first. <laughs> what did you make of it? Ah, uh, for me, mate. I've wrote after this. This is when the show starts. As far as I was concerned, I never ever skimmed through AEW, but I was so tempted to with this. It's just not what I wanted to see. Um, I don't want to slam Jericho again. I've done that in other weeks, but I don't understand this match at all. I, I just don't get it. I think there's so many better matches that you could have put to, out there for Commander to be in. Such more of an exciting way to start Dynamite than this. So, yeah, I'm not going to say anything nice about this. I'll let Andy do that. For Andy, before we go to Parker, go Andy, come on. 
Uh, first of all, what a great name, Commander. Awesome name. He's got to be my favourite wrestler because, you know, he's named after the best, greatest uh, NFL Christ team of all, of all yeah. time. Anyway, um, I thought it was shit. I thought it was really, really shit. Uh, I I thought we're going to break down every single match of Dynamite. You might as well just clip what I've said now and play it for the entire episode that we're about to record. This is one of the worst AEW Dynamites I've seen in a long, long time. And wrestling this whole week has not been good. WWE Raw was not great. NXT was passable. This was not... If you had to advertise wrestling and you were showing this to someone for the first time, they're never going to watch again. Jericho's become what Dave said two weeks ago. He's become the person that he despised back when he was in WCW. Uh, and you know, I'm he, he's a great, he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. But too many times now, wrestlers go on way beyond their means, or they're in matches that shouldn't be they, that they shouldn't be in. I mean, we've said many times that I don't want to see Jericho versus Sting all in at Wembley Stadium, but I've got a horrible feeling that we're going to see two granddads go at it. Um, it's going to be, I don't know what stipulation it's going to be, who's colostomy bag burst first wins, I don't know, it's going to be something like that. But, um, for me. This was terrible. Dave did warn me. He did text me and say, skip past the first match. And I wish I'd listened to my good friend's advice because Commander was too quick for Jericho or Jericho was too slow for Commander. I just didn't get it. The high for it. Like I think you texted me earlier as well, Adam, saying the crowd played a big part. It didn't help that they were dead for most of this match. I mean, I think that half of them were older than Chris Jericho in that crowd. I don't quite know what was going on. Uh, yeah, I should have listened to Dave, mate. I should have skipped this match. I should have skipped Dynamite, to be honest, mate. I'm hoping that Collision Card looks great. That's all I can say. But for me, no. I uh, really One out of ten, it was dog shit. I really enjoyed the MJF Adam Cole stuff. Um, other than that, this week, I, I, I feel like I'm becoming a collision guy. <laughs> I feel like you I'm know what? kind I of saw that quite a lot. I saw a few people say that on Twitter today. It'd be interesting to see what yeah. Parker says because, you know, I listened to, uh, obviously, you, got, you guys, you know, reviewed Collision and Collision was actually all right last week. It's quite a good show. Good. The, the card much, looks yeah. really good for this Saturday. <laughs> They've already advertised this Saturday and already I'm thinking it can't be any worse than what I just watched uh, when I caught up on Dynamite today. Collision looks unreal this weekend. They've put together a really good card and it's kind of, I'm kind of getting that SmackDown and Raw vibe where we've said when Raw used to be the main show, where we all growing up, we all watch Raw, but yeah, we all know the story. SmackDown now is the A show, in my opinion, maybe because it's the main bloodline storyline. That's why it is. But for me already, Collision, I mean, I, I wasn't really big on Collision, uh, but looking at this with just this Saturday's show alone, the card already looks incredible. And I haven't been overly hyped for Collision since it started. It's been okay already, though. This Saturday, I'm thinking, wow, this looks really, really good. But yeah, as for Dynamite and the opening, no crap. Come on, Parker, save me. Say, say this match was reasonably good, please. <laughs> you know, I I respect your take, Adam. I, I honestly, I do, and. You know, I remember David kind of coming out a couple weeks ago and saying, you know, I feel like I'm bearing Jericho. I, I feel like I'm a little too hard on Chris. You know, he's a legend in the business. And, you know, to be honest with you, with the entire segment with the Don Callis family, it, it kind of felt like watching two Uncle Ricos sitting in the ring, kind of reliving what they used to be. And, you know, in my opinion, the mind may, the mind may bend to a will of its own, but Chris Jericho's body simply cannot keep up with a majority of the roster in 2023. Now, while I while I, I can agree with your sentiment that it was probably one of the better matches in ring that we've seen from Jericho in quite some time, 
What really does that say? Honestly, <laughs> let's let's look at the body of work. Let's look at let's yeah. look at everything Chris Jericho has done in the ring. In, in 2019, they needed Chris Jericho. In 2023, he just feels like someone politicking to be on TV at this point. I mean, the JAS is dead on arrival. If he joins the Don Callis family, cool. I mean, there'll be some funny stuff with that. But, you know, in a day and age where we've got Kenny Omega versus, you know, Vikingo on TV, when you throw a guy like Chris Jericho at this point in his career in there with him, he's going to get exposed. I mean, there were just a plethora of spots in this match where he just wasn't even connecting with his arsenal. And it just looked clunky. It looked bad. And I mean, thank God the JAS is disbanding. But if that means we're going to get Chris Jericho on TV every week, having quote unquote clinics with guys that he really can't hang with, then I can't really say I'm too excited about that. But AEW Dynamite as a whole, guys, I mean, it was a very forgettable episode. And it's funny because I was watching last night and I had people kind of in and out of the room who really weren't familiar with the product or familiar with wrestling. And some of the shit that they walked in on last night, I couldn't (laughs) explain why I was watching it. And I couldn't explain why I thought it was entertaining. I mean, this Jungle Boy Jack Perry stuff is probably some of the worst acting I've seen since Cinemax. I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. In my notes for Jungle Boy, I put, is promo school a thing in wrestling anymore? I mean, mean, seriously, like, you would think his dad would, you know, take him to some acting classes or something. I mean, cool, dude, you can do a Huracarana, but so can Nick Wayne, okay? And, you know, I mean, really, like, Nick Wayne being one of the only positives, you know, I mean, they're investing in a young guy. You know, he goes out there and has a pretty safe match. He's pretty green with Swerve Strickland. You got the major story beat in the main event, you know, with Kenny Omega, you know, announcing Kota Ibushi, the Golden Elites, finally, you know, going to be in All Elite Wrestling. I think that's great. You have Pac come back, and, you know, we all love Pac, right? I mean, Pac's a great worker. Pac's a, a top 10 talent in AEW. You could argue he should have been world champion by now. The MJF Adam Cole stuff, absolutely hilarious. You know, the women, of course, get their little subsection of TV that really feels inconsequential in the big scheme of things. I don't know who's booking AEW Dynamite nowadays, but the guy who's booking Collision is doing a far better job, so... You could consider me a collider, too, and that's without Phil Brooks in the equation whatsoever. But, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but AEW Dynamite is starting to feel like missable television, and that's the first time I can say that since its inception in 2019, and it brings me no joy to say that either. Wow. wow. Well, I'm yeah, just, I mean, man, I haven't spoken to Parker today. Um, he, he's just summed up exactly how I felt about this week, and I'm so disappointed. You probably anybody watching on YouTube, you can see I'm quite dejected about this episode. And, and anyone that knows Dave, anyone that knows Dave and Parker, and you know, we you only got to listen to the smack or watch the SmackDown review last week to see the way me and Parker went at it. We had a heated discussion, and the one thing I love about Parker and Dave and about AEW, and you know, we have we have some friendly banter between myself and Adam and Dave and Parker about WWAW. Is the what I like is the passion that comes out about them when they're talking about AEW. Well, you can see that they're, they're not doing it to defend them. You know, they're not here. So they're, they're they're wrestling fans, and they'll say it as they see it. So when these guys are coming out, I could sit here and just say it was crap, and it was the but people are just hating on it because you're a WWE guy. No, I'm I'm a wrestling fan. I, I love watching professional wrestling. When you get Dave and Parker coming on saying, oh, "Wow, I'm not sure who's writing this, or this segment was bad, or this wrestler needs acting lessons," you know. Then even my ears prick up because I'm like, you know what? I, I value these guys' opinions. They 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 know AEW way more than I ever will. 
Well, no, don't and say that, bro. If, you, but you, but you, no, but you yeah, know but professional I, I, wrestling. Yeah, and, I know professional but, wrestling, but for, for me, I'm, I'll say this all the time, I'm a diehard WWE guy. And, you know, but people might see it as, well, he's just coming on and shitting on AEW. Some people might not have even watched it and just gone, oh, this W, you hear it all the time on Twitter, oh, this WWE guy's just poo-pooing AEW, haven't really watched the product. And I've seen you guys have, in, I've, especially you, Park, I've seen you have interactions with people on social media. And you're like, have you even watched this? Even I'm like, hang on. You're bad and you're giving AEW a bad rap for something forbidden door. I saw some people, you know, uh, the Will Ospreay match. Oh, you clearly didn't watch it. So when you guys are coming on here today saying that Dynamite did literally nothing for you, even for me as a as a wrestling fan, I consider myself quite knowledgeable about all things wrestling. But when you guys are coming on here going, hmm, didn't really do much for me this week, Dynamite. And it'd be interesting to hear if people tweet us or if they're listening or watching, whatever, and reach out to us and they'll have an opinion and say they may, they may have liked it. But for me, something... I think I said this to Adam a few months back. For me, AEW's missing something now. They had a spark in 2019, to, you know, when it first started. And everyone, There's always going to be that uprising and there's always going to be that come down period where it levels off. But for me, AEW, they come back for a little bit about a month ago. Then the whole CM Punk thing happened. For me, something with Dynamite is missing. And that and that goes for the talent. That goes for the where the places they're going. Me and Adam said this. Some of the places they're going. Maybe this is why they go to Chicago all the time. I shit all over that, but I can now maybe see why. Because everywhere else they're going, sleepy yeah. time. It's just like I, sleepy time with Adam Cole. Yeah, this this Canada tour seems to have gone on for a long time. And and mm. I said at the weekend, it's great that some of these places that don't get much wrestling uh, get the opportunity to have shows like Dynamite and Collision. Mm-hmm. But this has been three or four weeks now of kind of really crowds that really haven't had that much energy. or And the way it's all been presented as well, it looks very dark and dingy. I don't know if anybody else picks up on that. But you kind of look beyond the ring into the crowd. And the crowd was, was really bad for Dynamite. I don't know if I sent you guys the picture. The yeah. crowd was terrible for Dynamite yesterday. The, yeah, I'll, so I'll, in, I'll try and find it and send it. On to one you. hand, I'm I'm glad that yeah these kind of places are getting Dynamite. But if they're not hanging with some of the crowds that we've seen in the last you know couple of years, you know in WWE and AEW, then yeah you have to question that decision really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on top of that, I also feel like last night, one of, one of the biggest reasons that me and David are such fans of AEW is that is the in-ring product and the quality that, you know, we normally get on a weekly basis. And when I looked at this card and I was like, wow, it looks like the only match that really has the potential to really, like, go there and be something that's, you know, potentially pay-per-view quality, unfortunately, was the opener. And, I, I mean, I, I, I still didn't have mile-high expectations for that either. I mean, Congratulations to MJF for getting that crowd to pop on a body slam to Big Bill. I mean, look, he is extremely captivating. I I think that stuff is hilarious, but it can't carry everything. I mean, realistically, I'm a guy that doesn't miss Dynamites when it's in his area. They came to D.C. and I I, I beat myself up a little bit because I miss MJF and Adam Cole one-on-one. But outside of that on that card, there's really nothing of note on that card that is interesting to me, like honestly. And – it doesn't really draw me in. And if it doesn't draw me in a diehard since 2019 who's pretty much seen every episode, then what are you going to do with a casual audience? I mean, don't get me wrong. They're winning in all of the metrics that matter corporately. They are. I mean, I, I've done my homework on it. Like, you know, they're, they're in good graces with all the big corporations that they're aligned with. But ultimately, you know, there's just something missing for their weekly TV. And, I, you know, I, I – 
it's funny because you know th- there was that you know sentiment going around of all friends wrestling and dynamite just feels like one big circle jerk i'm just gonna say it dynamite <laughs> feels like one big circle jerk and I don't know who the hell's booking it nowadays, but it feels like it is completely derived from what it originally set out to be. And there are a few bright spots here and there, but man, I, I can tell you, it, watching last night was draining. It really was. I mean, you know, like I said, a lot of the segments were just absolutely just poorly constructed. You didn't have the in, you know, the good match quality. Like I, I know it sounds like I'm bearing dynamite guys, but last night it really just was that bad. And, this is a string together now consecutive couple of dynamites where I'm like, wow, I could have just caught this on YouTube and probably wouldn't have missed anything and probably would have seen all the big story beats. And whereas like I used to feel like I had to watch dynamite every week because the matches that they were having on a weekly basis were just captivating to the hardcore wrestling fan. I can't I, say that now. I, I would love somebody to explain to me where you can get Kenny Omega and the books and hangman all closing the show and none of them wrestled on the card. I'll just, no, don't no, understand no, that. No, no. Just uh, what was me the... neither. No, such a waste. And, and that's what Kanosuke Takashita. Like you could have thrown him in there with somebody. I mean, the guy's an absolute unit. He's on the. He, he's in the A storyline on the show. Like at least throw a six man tag in there on like Raw. I mean, hopefully we don't get an argument backstage and shit from the dirt sheets about it. But outside of that, I mean, honestly, like like you said, it's just poor utilization of talent. Maybe they're preserving their bodies because. This match next week is going to be absolutely brutal, but I mean, man, what what a inconsequential episode of Dynamite! And I and you know, I've always said on the show I'm going to give it to people straight, but man, I tell you, I was not that pumped to talk about AEW this week. I really wasn't. I'm Dynamite, that is. Well, <clears throat> we will move on. Uh, we kind of segued through the whole of the card uh, already. Which yep, is- thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> Dynamite, <with you>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. join us for Andy Um. <laughs> so, well, we've had the fun with the MJF and the Adam Cole thing was the funniest thing. But I, I have a this question great. that I'll give you guys. We're all, we know there's going to be a turn. We know at some point, probably in the finals of the tournament, I don't want them to win the tag titles because that just reminds me of circa 2015 WWE where WrestleMania season hits and the winner of the Royal Rumble would always team up with the champion he's going against and they always win the tag titles. Don't want to see it because I've seen it so many times before. My take Adam Cole turns on MJF, not the way around. Oh, what a shout, by the way. That's a great (laughs) shout, mate. I think that, yeah, mate, that would be brilliant. That would be. I'll tell you as well. That would be really good. I think maybe other than the body slam, my whole, my favorite part of this whole thing is when they were playing Fight Forever and kind of MJF alluded to that he didn't have any friends. So he'd never played online or anything. He'd never played a game. Didn't know about online gaming. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just love that little bit, and Cole kind of go, all oh, right, okay, and maybe, yeah, I just love that little bit of storytelling. <clears throat> but yeah, that's about it. I, I thought it was great, honestly. Yeah, and, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what I think. I, first of all, he's definitely turning on MJF at some point. I mean, unless they really just work us up, and and you know, there's like some huge sequence where we actually think they're going to beat FTR. I don't think FTR, FTR is not losing the the belts, the Bang Bang Gang. I don't think they're losing them. To Adam Cole and MJF, I think obviously you know we're we're turning in a direction where the, these two are going to face off again. But here's the thing: like we've kind of already seen that he can outsmart MJF, and the whole MJF not having friends thing. I I just want to note there is a history between FTR and Maxwell <laughs> Jacob Freeman. Now, if that is going to come to fruition on TV in 2023, I don't know. 
But I could honestly see a situation where MJF tries to one-up Adam Cole and embarrass him and aligns himself with tag, another tag team. And, you know, Roderick Strong miraculously loses his neck brace and maybe Kyle O'Reilly is yep. clear to come back. And we see that undisputed stuff in AEW at some point. But, you know, I, I hope that whenever they do pull the trigger on it, it is in a way that we really don't see coming. I mean, they're building up that double clothesline stuff, which I don't know whether you guys have uh, watched JD uh, from New York uh, here over in the States, but he, he had a great point on his uh, broadcast that apparently no one's done that spot since like Hogan in the eighties or something like that. So I, that, the crowd's going to pop big for that. And I think that they're doing a good job of building all this stuff up, but you know, ultimately I do think character wise, like, you know, you're just going to make Adam Cole look stupid and weak if he's not the one that turns on MJF. I think they've done a good job of building that tension and that friendship and progressing the characters. But I think you can do all of that and still maintain Adam Cole being a good guy at the end of the day, even if he is the one Colonel Max. I'm going to be interested when they're going to start building something for MJF or All In as well. I mean, I was about it, to say, yeah, uh, we said that about WrestleMania, <laughs> didn't we? Like, had like a month and a half, two month build. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Wembley Stadium's nearly sold out, and kudos to AEW for doing that. It's absolutely incredible that that place is going to be absolutely packed to the rafters. And you know, we know the UK fans are going to turn up, and you know, it's what we do every year. We just love our professional wrestling, as as they do in America. Um, but I'm just worried where they this the turn's going to happen. I'm just thinking, are they going to leave it for All In when they, these two have a match and Cole Adam Cole's going to get a title shot? I'm still of the opinion that CM Punk is somehow going to be in the main event at All In against MJF. Don't know how, why, what, where, when they're going to get there, but I think they're going to get there. I don't think CM Punk's come back to AEW not to be AEW World Champion. He's got some unfinished business. And contrary to belief, I think AEW CM Punk should be world champion because I think MJF run, albeit from what he's doing now is good and it's humorous. I think AEW need Punk to be world champion more than Punk needs to be world champion for AEW, if that makes sense. I think they I mean, need, this is they the need, reason they, he they, won they, the they, title. They need something. Yeah, they, they need something. All in needs, you know, they've sold out the sold out the place and we give them credit every week for that. Well done. You've sold out Wembley Stadium. Now get me to want to be excited about this card. Get me get me that WrestleMania kind of that feel where, you know, that bloodline kind of main event kind of vibes. Get me thinking about that. And at the minute, I'm in my head, I'm thinking, right, you've got the MJF, you've got the Adam Cole stuff. We know the switch is coming. I hope it Adam's, happens like the way Adam said it. I think it'll be really good. No one will see that coming and be good clickbait for us because we can say Adam should work for AW. But... <laughs> I, I'm just. I think they're just missing something here, and this is aid, and this is wrestling in general. This week, I feel it was. It's missing something. Dynamite, pardon the pun, had no spark this week, and you know the the title used to be so. The good thing I used to love about AEW was the title was relevant to everything they done, everything. It was the main event of of Dynamite. It, it ended pay per views. It was the big promos. It was, and now they don't get me wrong. They put MJF in this funny segment, which is good for a couple of weeks, and I'll let it ride. And it's humorous, and I'm enjoying it. They'd like I said last week. They've done it with Stone Cold. They've done it with a few people. The Rock's one of the hum most humorous guys in the world. They've done it with him. I'm just worried AEW are getting caught up in their own heads. And like Parker said, whoever's booking it, I'm hoping they've got a long term vision for where the title's going to go, and I'm hoping that one on one title storyline start soon because I don't want to get well, to mean, halfway. I don't want to be like, 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 look at Dynamite this week. They just announced randomly, oh, Battle of the Belts this weekend. 
great. Another battle of the belts, brilliant. No build. No the Luchasaurus wasn't even on TV. I mean, it's just yeah. like. I, I mean, look, realistically, I think David made, honestly, the best point of everybody when he said, here's the stark difference between Monday Night Raw and AEW. Like, okay, AEW had a little rushed, you know, five-minute video package segment with, with a couple of beatdowns in ring. At least on Raw, you threw your World Heavyweight Champion and your tag team champs out there and let them have a fun little six-man tag, even if it didn't yeah. go how, how, it, how it was supposed to. I mean, you got to include your stars on weekly television and at least make them feel like they're training towards something. And that's just not happening on Dynamite. And that's honestly, I mean, I think everybody's in agreement that that's probably one of the bigger problems about, you know, Dynamite the last couple of weeks in general. It just doesn't feel significant. Well, yeah, you, you guys let me fantasy book for a second. You've, uh, you've got oh, me thinking I'm, I'm with, with what you're saying there. So do we move towards the, the tag match? We, um, so Adam Cole and MJF go on to win the tag tournament. And obviously, they will challenge FTR at some point. FTR are obviously associated with Punk. So is that a way to get towards a match between Punk and um, MJF for the title? You know, title versus title at All In. And then Adam Cole costs MJF at All In and then at All Out. I'll tell you what I think, Dave. I'll tell you what I think. The tag title match is going to be at All In. I was about to say that. I think it'll okay. be an all-in. And okay. that's when you... But what you're saying is right. I just think it happens at all-in. And then all-out is when you get that title match and then shake it all about the following week is when you'll get the follow-up to... I'm ahead. looking forward to shake it all about. I know, I keep saying it. It's just... <laughs> <a conversation>. um, <laughs> Next week on Shake It All About. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's move. Let's just quickly move off and get these tag matches. I said blind, I've, I've enjoyed the Blind Eliminator tag, by the way. I have enjoyed that. It's kind of... It's bit good, unique storytelling that. It's good, something yeah. that wrestling hasn't done really before. That, I'll give AEW... Not since WCW before. done Lethal mm-hmm. Rock. Did, yeah. did they do this? Um, so mm-hmm. it was Pockets or Orange Cassidy, Orange Bollocks, whatever you want to call him. Darby Allen, Guevara, um, and Garcia. Um, the only thing I would say with, with this particular match is obviously, you know, Garcia, Guevara win, they tease some tension, Guevara's sort of mid face turn. But is it this just was this tag match just a case of because they've wrestled so much, they could a kind of do it in their sleep, but b we kind of know how this match is going to go. <clears throat> Dave? I mean, I'm going I'm to be honest with you. Like, as far as, like, the whole JAS thing is concerned and, you know, the implosion of the JAS, I don't think that is more captivating or more important to take precedence over the possibility of getting Darby and Orange in the ring with some of these other tag teams in the finals, even if they aren't going to win. I really don't think you need – Garcia and Guevara to squeak their way through the tournament as a big story beat in order to progress that storyline. Like, I don't know about you guys. I want to get your thoughts. I think the wrong team won here. Dave? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree, to be honest with you. that You could definitely work a better way towards a Sammy and Garcia match. And in terms of the other JAS stuff, does anybody give a shit that Jake Hager give his fucking purple hat to Jericho? I mean, I was no. watching that and I was we, like, we am I supposed to fucking care. give a shit? I can't give you 100 if I, you're oh, not made We haven't seen, we haven't seen my purple hats. He, he barely wrestles. Um, oh, man. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, you're, dis, you're, you're discrediting his undefeated MMA career. David. I like the way you put that in the promo as well. I left an undefeated oh MMA career. What did you have, four fights? You beat up a fucking 7-Eleven employee, dude. Who gives a shit? <laughs> God. 
Tyson Fury's doing that. Tyson Fury's doing that. Just on a point. It's just, it's, just on a point. Jericho's man. ego, dude. It's just like like it's <laughs> the overinflated self-importance Jericho projects on TV nowadays. As if he thinks, because like I don't know about you guys, but like when the Phil. Okay, first of all, Andy, I've always made, been very transparent with you. Phil Brooks, Brooks is a draw. I think Collision mm-hmm. has proven that. Yes, sir. Having Jericho even like put himself in the mix and act like he should politic anything, Chris. Do we really want to look at the demos, demo god? There's probably a reason you don't call yourself that anymore. But, I mean, like David said, who gives a shit about Jake Hager and the frat boy society and his stupid bucket hat? Really? Who cares? That That's one of the major story beats on TV this week? Come on, man. Come on. Come on. The interesting oh. thing, um, you just mentioned about people not being used, and, and I read a, an article today that there was 47 talents that AEW haven't used in the last three months. Now, granted, some of them have been injured. Some of them are obviously pregnant. But 40, and then, you know, there's the sunny kisses. And they've just got, you know, the Brian Pillman Jr. contract has gone and he's now left uh, AEW. Is this going to be the start of the wave of the sort of inaugural talents kind of going at this point? I hope Lance Archer comes back next week and and destroys a few some dead wood pretty much you know I know that's a couple of segments time when we get that little video yeah. package but yeah we need something like that now I, I would love Lance Archer just to come back and take Jake Hager out and he's fucking hot. oh god I mean what what Archer's been I'm so glad you brought Lance Archer David this is why we're friends because I'm gonna tell you he is easily one of the most underutilized people on this entire roster I mean don't get me wrong. He had a little bit of a Braun Strowman run. I don't know if you guys remember where, you know, he lost to Moxley and he kind of lost so much that he lost credibility, to be honest with you. And, you know, understandably takes a hiatus off TV. But that guy is just too damn good, too damn good of a pairing with Jake Roberts, which obviously real life implications intervening in that. But regardless, like that guy, I mean, I'd rather have one Lance Archer than 10 Brian Pillman Juniors, period. I mean, really get rid of him, get rid of Griff Garrison. I mean, this is not all friends wrestling. It's funny because I, I look back and I remember Kenny making that comment, even if it was satirical or he didn't mean it seriously, where he, he said he looked around in the locker room and said, I wouldn't have hired 80% of you. Kenny, it's all your buddies in one locker room. What are you talking about? Like, it's just a bunch of guys. I mean, realistically, like what audience in the world, and I, and I mean this with all due respect, is going to tune in to a Sunny Kiss main event? realistically if it's not working in AEW, where is it going to work at the end of the day you either sink or you swim and i know I, 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 i'm kind of a call back to WWE there but i'm just saying like you know people like what they like the audiences watch what they watch and tony khan is being dealt with the hand that he has but sometimes i think he forgets that he has a pretty good hand sometimes and I, that was a really good nugget by you too adam because i gotta say like i didn't even realize there were that many talent being off TV the last couple of months. So that's an interesting metric that I wasn't even honestly familiar with. Can can, can I mention Orange Cassidy now? <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, sure, if you're talking about one of the best work uh, workers champions in, in the world, go ahead. Uh, no, I am so fucking <laughs> done with this dude. Oh my God. He's, he's, his gimmick, I was chatting to someone about this today um, on social media. Um his gimmick is boring the living shit out of me. Defend your title, dude. Make your title relevant. Stop rolling into the... I'm so done with this gimmick. 
you know, they changed the Jungle Boy gimmick, and I can kind of see where they've done it. It's not going to work. Do something with this fucking dude because he's boring the living crap out of me. And I'm not alone in this. I spoke to a few people today that I thought, you know, let me get let me get some views. Let me make sure I'm not on my own on this. And they're like, you know, I know he starts off most shows every week. If anyone, his in-ring stuff when he's actually in hold and doing wrestling is very, 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 very good. The gimmick, um, boring the living shit out of me. I'd rather watch paint dry than watch this fucking stupid way, way and the little kicks and the whoa, fuck off, man. So something a fucking five-year-old could come up with. The gimmick's done. It's dead. You've been doing it since you come into AEW. Give me something else because you are boring the fucking shit out of me. I think the frustrating thing for me, because I, I do like his his, his um, character, but I, I understand it's not for everyone. But they were on such a hot run with the international title defence. They do nothing with it. He just carries yeah. it. What's he got in there? His sandwiches? Yeah. That's it. For so long, though, it was the best part of, you know, that he was having the best match week after week. And I don't really understand why they had to change that. Did he really need to go into this tag tournament? I know it's a, but he's a all, blind... That's all he does now is tag matches. Yeah, that's all he I, does. Defend I, your fucking title. I agree. AEW have got more titles than the royal family. Do something rather, with it. Yeah, I'd much rather seen Commander open up against Orange Cast. I know there's the running joke about Orange Cast is starting the show every week, but I'd much rather see meaningful single. The, the guy can wrestle. The guy yeah. can go. His in-ring ability is incredible. Yeah. Unreal. I'm not questioning that, but the gimmick do do something with him other than put him in meaningless tag team matches. Make give him a decent storyline with his. T- put him up against a Darby Allen for the title. Let him have, put put them two in the ring together. Give them a storyline. And it'll be like printing money. People will watch that every single week. If them two get to go at it and eventually culminate in a pay-per-view where them two are one-on-one, take my money, I'm watching it. Stop putting him in all these fucking stupid tag matches with his stupid fucking bollocks. No, done. Balls are I mean, look, I definitely think you're burying Orange Cassidy kind of unfairly. Uh, yeah, no, I mean right. to bury him. But, shit. But, but, but here's the thing. I can agree with you that they are really not putting him in any major storylines. I mean, that's just a fact at this point. I mean, that's also why I didn't want him to kind of just, you know, be, you know, sent to pasture out of the tournament so soon to a tag team for the from the JAS of all of all stables. So, with that being said, like, yeah, this could have led to an interesting singles program between Darby that's and Parker, That's all I'm saying. That, that is literally you know, all I'm I, saying. That's, a, that, that, that's all they need to do with him. Because I may the gimmick may come back and ground me, but give him something. I can guarantee you, Parker, next week, right, clip this. He'll be in a tag team match on Dynamite next week. Uh, an uninteresting, unmeaningful tag team match. And we'll be like, what is the end goal with this dude? What what are you aiming to get out of this title run? What are you what is the what is the vision for Orange Cassidy? Because at the minute you're just putting him in tag team match, tag team tournament, three way matches. This this segment, that segment. No, he is a huge merch seller, and I don't yeah, think that's going to be downplayed. Well, he's going to be on TV. He is going to be on TV every week. That's just how so it works. There's plenty of people that, yeah, I get why you're going to put him on TV. There's so many wrestlers that have been fucking huge. The one, two, three kid was a fucking huge merch seller when he originally came on the fucking scene. He's Sean fucking Walton's one of the fucking worst wrestlers ever. Fucking is. I don't think he's ever had an interesting storyline in his, but he's rode them NWO coattails for fucking years. Orin Cassidy's just doing that now. He's, he's meaningless. Literally, there's literally no point to the dude right now because he's doing fuck all. Yeah, well, I, I well think... that's the thing. 
obviously the the title defenses and the injury angles as well they were really playing on that that he was a fighting champion and he really shouldn't be wrestling because of all these injuries that he's picked up but he was a fighting champion and they've just totally lost the momentum there and as you say yes this is a tournament to advance to a title shot but is that really the best use of him as he's kind of trying to preserve himself or he'd be better off off television for a few weeks recovering from the injuries and then come back and, and kind of do something else with the title rather than just be on Dynamite for the sake of being on Dynamite. So I get where your frustration, Andy. I do get where you're coming from. I love Orange Cassidy. I like Cassidy. the dude, man. I but think you can have it. Put him in a meaningful singles run. And I'm, I'm no pun intended, I'm all in. Because I think it'll be really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it- give him something meaningful to do that isn't a boring fucking tag team tournament or something on fucking, you know, he was on collision. If you do, just give him something to do that isn't fucking shit. Well, see, that's the problem. And, and I, before we go to Adam, my, my closing thought on this, on the entire Orange Cassie thing is like when the uh, mixed, you know, tag tournament was initially announced, I was intrigued by it mainly because it kind of felt like every match had a story beat to it. And, it was all leading to something. Mm. And with this, it was just like, eh, we lost. We're both good guys. It's okay. Thumbs up. And, you know, I I would have really liked had this this tournament kind of overarched AEW television. It felt like it had bigger stakes and losing it was consequential and not just, well, guess we're not going to be the next tag team champions. And mm. realistically, it's- you look at Darby and, and Orange's story arc here and it's like, okay, Darby should have turned on him. That's they should have done that with, but they've done it with Jungle Boy. And sorry, I'm now gone off on a rant here. <clears throat> they should have turned Darby Allen on Orange Cassidy, let him beat the living shit out of him, and then let them two have a singles run. And then maybe we'll see. We well, I know we'll see some great matches with them too. But well, you've just ruined any chance of us having Sean Walkman on the podcast for one. Oh. <laughs> and and, and secondly, don't, don't invite me on. And and secondly, you know, if you want to watch paint dry, you'll be able to in a couple of weeks. So you're going to wash it and then watch the commanders. So, oh, Parker, can oh, you believe you went there? Oh, man. Parker, oh, can you, look, you, look, you know, look. oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh and, and shit. And now we might, not, we might not actually sell the team the way it's looking. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking hell, <laughs> he, I heard he's, that. He's striking, he's striking while the iron's hot. Bravo. Yeah, I, I'm just oh, dropping. Adam, don't worry. Adam, 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 that's stored in the memory bank, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that's going to come back to bite you on the arse bigger than you'll ever know. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll scrape past Adam Cohen, Jeff. It was the funny bit on the show. They won their tag match because otherwise we'll be here all night shitting on AEW and I don't want to do it. Um, the, the, the match after was actually the women's uh, semifinals. Tony Storm. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't Tony Storm. It was Ruby Soho, sorry. Ruby Soho. And, and Sky Blue. Uh, so Ruby wins and goes on to face Willow. I think it's this week on Collision. So the Collision card is stacked this week. Uh, I actually thought he was really good. I enjoyed the women's match. I just wish it was longer again. Dave, what, what about you? Yeah, I think this was possibly the best match on the card. I'm not sure. I, I certainly didn't dislike it. Um, I, yeah, I thought they put a good match out. As you say, didn't get too much time. No. Um, right winner, I think. Sky Blue's been on a really good run. Um, but I think I think Ruby Soho is a much more established star and she feels like the bigger kind of star to be in the final as well. So... Uh, where should she get there? But um, oh, she is there, isn't she? She's against the winner of Willow and Athena, and that will be the final. final. Yeah, yeah. The other uh, yeah, matches on the other matches on the other matches on Rampage. Spoiler so, alert! Yeah, that's where it threw me then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I I enjoyed this. As I say, could have just got, and I, I like the fact that the outcasts were uh, ejected 
you know, um, after after they got involved last week, and obviously, uh, who was it that cost the match? Was it Brit? Yeah, Brit. Yeah, so for them to kind of be involved this week and then get a check, that makes a lot of sense. It's easy, isn't it? You know, when they just do things simple. Um, but yeah, he could have had another five minutes easily. Do I dare come to you? I mean, <laughs> me, uh, it was all right. It was okay. Come, Parker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I can't really disagree with Andy's sentiment too much. I mean, it it was it was fine. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to sit here and put it over like it was, you know. Uh, a Meltzer five-star classic by any means. But at, at, at the end of the day, it was the right decision. And, you know, I mean, really, realistically, look back a year ago, Ruby Soho was a little bit lower on the pecking chart, and now it's kind of like roles are reversed, and she's the one who kind of gets put over in the big story beat situation. I'm happy for her. I think Ruby's a great worker. I think she can be a valuable asset to AEW. People kind of have their whole opinion about, you know, Soraya and all the stuff that's going on with the Outcast. I think it is a valuable device for the women's division and AEW television in general. It gives all the women screen time. Is it the most captivating stuff I've ever seen by any means? No. But at the end of the day, I think Ruby Soho is going to have some pretty solid matches by the end of this entire thing. So I, I think the right woman won here. Oh, yeah. Sorry for uh, letting you know who won, <laughs> who won the Rampage match. I keep forgetting. Yeah, dude. Rampage spoilers, man. What the hell? What Sorry, the hell? man. Sorry. Yeah. It was. Uh, I keep forgetting. It. It's not live. So wow. I, I, I thought I bought it for you. It's not live. <laughs> I know it's not live. Certainly not now. Um, <laughs> Swerve and Nick Wayne next. Uh, one of the final, actually, the final match on the card. You didn't want to talk about the Harley rap then. The one who what? The Harley <laughs> rap. The, the... Oh my God. This... Well, they're not just the world premiere of the Harley what, rap. Why is this why on Dynamite? Fair why enough. Lee, if you put it on Rampage, I, I don't mind. But the problem with it as well is the acclaim didn't even respond to it. It was just thrown in there for the sake of it. And yeah, collision guys now, the acclaim. Yeah. Well, just... Good music. Good music is good music. You can put that on any show. <laughs> they, uh, what, uh, <laughs> oh God. That was one of the things that one of my friends walked in on was yeah, that. That's... Good luck explaining times. that. Yeah. Good luck. It's hard being a wrestling fan at times. Why do you think I yeah. just didn't want to say anything about it? <laughs> Uh, first least, of all, least, we had. Uh, we... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying. The, the, that segment, I was, I could, in my head, I was kind of thinking, don't mention we it. We could bury that. deleted it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we could like, bury I, The thing is, because it was so late on in the show, I was already pissed off that I'd wasted nearly an hour and 40 minutes of my day watching this today when I could have just been scrolling through TikToks and looking at boobies. But. Here I am oh watching AEW. <laughs> here, here I am watching AEW Dynamite, and this segment comes up. And well, you could have on. you could have said that you watched a load of tits in that case if you watched Dynamite. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I mean, look. At the end of the day, this helps no one, and this is clearly a creative device of QT Marshall. And if that fucking stooge does not get off my TV, I mean, he's already gotten power bombed by power. I mean, he's already gotten obliterated by Powerhouse Hobbs. QT, QTV serves no purpose on AEW television. I've officially come to that conclusion. This was not only cringy, not only did I get the worst secondhand embarrassment in my entire life, but it was easily probably the worst thing you're going to see on wrestling television this week. And I forgot about it. I tried to like, Almost like it was trauma. Like I tried to compartmentalize it and just act like it didn't happen. Like I, I, I literally 
it, that's how quickly I wanted to forget it. So we've got to confront I mean, that, these things, Parker. Nobody. We've got to confront them. Gotta, we, yeah, confront, confront your demons, Parker. Don't hide anything, <laughs> Parker. Couldn't we have just had not Jericho, no rap, and we could have just had Commander one on one with Johnny TV? Would that not have been or an just exciting Jericho way to start the rapping show? in the ring, or just, <laughs> just reading off about. a list? I think I'd yeah, rather see, uh, watch Jericho rap than wrestle these days. Oh, sorry, Chris. I hate we, saying that. I'm a huge Jericho we, fan, we, we, and he's we, got we can, he's, he's got a place on the big cards, and they can still utilize him. But the, it, the the way he's being utilized at the minute it just does nothing for anybody, and he certainly hey, doesn't Adam, do anything for the other talent. Add, Cross Jericho add, off the list of ever coming on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Chris. I was literally about to say that's that. another one. But, uh, Chris. Can we talk Swerve and Wayne? For Christ's yes. sake, like, this was a good match. Yeah, at least there was a good point. Yes, Wayne, <laughs> Nick Wayne looks green, and you can put him in with Swerve. Swerve is absolute money. I it was the best. Well, look, I say it was the best match of the card. Probably isn't saying much on this show today, but <laughs> it was the best match on the show. I enjoyed it. Swerve gets the win, uh, and we're going to be seeing a lot more of Nick Wayne because he is now all elite, Parker. Uh you know, I. There were no moments in this match where I was watching and I was like, man, this kid just is not going to be able to hang on national television. I mean, realistically, I saw what they see in him. I, and I'm going to say something kind of a, kind of a hot take. And I'm not saying it because of the gear. I'm not saying it because he kind of looks like him. I got young Will Ospreay vibes from Nick Wayne. I'm not going to front. And that's a compliment. And I'm not saying he's going to be the next Will Ospreay. Obviously, you guys know where he stands in today's wrestling culture. But regardless of the fact, I mean, clearly the kid's athletic, and he does have history with Swerve, and I thought they picked a pretty safe first opponent for him to go into the ring with. And I I thought it was fine. I thought it was a good debut. I'm glad he didn't pick up the win. I mean, we've kind of gotten used to seeing Swerve get his ass kicked on AEW television almost on the regular. So if Swerve had lost here, even if it was a captivating story and and the match was really well constructed, I still think Swerve needed the win here. He looks like yeah. a supervillain. Looks like he's going into a program with Darby Allen, which I mean, that's fine. I mean, those two can work. Uh, they, but they like him and Nick have a really good history of matches as well. So I thought this was fine. And yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I really thought like, wow, a lot of pressure on a young man to go yeah. out on a national stage and perform. And you know, I mean, you could see the jitters, but realistically, who wouldn't have the jitters? No, like supremely bad botches either. Like. They were all things that I could say probably in a couple of years' time once he gets some TV matches under his belt, you know, he'll 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 be able to work those kinks out. But ultimately, I, I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was kind of a good move by Tony Khan. I mean, realistically, like, you know, when have you really seen something like this? I mean, that was probably when everybody in the room I was watching with was glued to the TV the hardest because, I mean, you got an 18-year-old kid in there, you know? I mean, realistically, uh, you know, competing at the – you could argue one of the highest levels or at least with one of the biggest spotlights on you nationally in regards to, like, wrestling products. So – I thought it was. I, I thought the segment was good. I thought it was probably one of the highlights of Dynamite. A, a very, you know, not, that, that's not saying much, but I, I thought it served its purpose and it served it well. I um, I thought they put him in a really difficult spot. Actually, a lot of pressure on him, putting him in the main event. Oh, yeah, his I first agree. appearance. I think the, thought the video package was really good, and yeah, it was. Oh, maybe it set up the expectations too high because, but I think he did fine. It was a good match. I enjoyed the Poison Rana. He kicked out at the last call. Um, and the Swerve picked up the win with the JML drive. But I really like that sick looking shoulder breaker, the shoulder separator. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That was, that was so great. Cool. And it was very good selling as well because there was like a, a part of me that thought, oh, maybe he's actually hurt, really hurt him there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this segment. Um, 
you can see why he got the spotlight. And, you know, I mean, he already sounds more charismatic than Wardlow. Uh, so, I mean, hey, bravo to him. So, I mean, I, I kind of want to know what the other guys think, to be honest with you. Yeah. Andy, you don't look as if you want to add anything to this that's already been said. He's 18, Andy. What did you expect? <laughs> this segment was very This segment was very good. He was oh, very good. God. He was very good. The only time I'm probably ever going to agree with Dave Meltzer is, and I, I think he tweeted it out today, I just think AEW booked him wrong. I, I would have billed it a little bit longer. Like Dave says, the video packages were very good last week on Dynamite, yeah. and I think they aired it again on Collision this week. Um, they aired a segment at the start-ish of Dynamite uh, yesterday uh, where they said about his dad and then Darby Allen coming in. I maybe would have billed it, a little bit longer and uh, uh, you guys go back when you get a check go and check Meltzer's tweet about it I mean I, I ne- never ever agree with Dave Meltzer I can't fucking stand the guy hope he dies a slow death but um, he's, you know, he's horrible he's awful for the business he's a cancer of wrestling the guy's terrible for wrestling but it come up on my feed today. I don't even follow him it come up on my feed because someone I follow comment on it Um, and they were like we're making been... friends this week no, no, fucking hell. I'm, we can have another one off the podcast list. Oh, no, if he, 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 he ever comes on our show, HCTV's finishing and pulling the plug. Um, I I just think AEW could have built it a bit longer and they would have got more out of the storyline. You put him in with Swerve, and I think it was kind of very Cena cut anglish. You know, this new guy come on and he was mm. looking good. And he, the, the, I just think you could have builded it, built it up a bit more, maybe give it another couple of weeks and then really. Don't put him in the main event because it was a lot of pressure. I enjoyed the match. Thought the match was really good. 18-year-old kid, amazing. Got more talent in his little finger than I have in my whole body to do with professional wrestling. Really, really liked the in-ring work. But for me, I just would have just maybe booked it slightly different and maybe given him a bit more build a couple more weeks. Then bought him. It's going to be interesting now to see where they go with him because in-ring... Is incredible. I mean, let's hope he can talk. You know, you need that. You need that in the modern day wrestling. You know, but I enjoyed it. I mean, the only problem was I'd zoned out by then, really, for this yeah. show. I'd gone. I was more. In, I was actually looking forward to going back to work. So I watched the white work. So I was. Oh, I wonder what I'm doing when I get back to work. You know, that's just where I, that's where I was with this show. Aside from everything, obviously, looking at that video package as a wrestling fan, how cool must it be to have a room in your house that's just a wrestling ring? I was. I was proper jealous of that. I thought that was really cool. Mm, he's been there since he was like, what, eight months old, he was saying? Yeah, six months, months old, yeah, he was in the months, ring for the first you know, time. Dad, yeah, what, it's a great story. And I, yeah. hope, I hope AEW news him right. I hope he's booked. The thing is, I just hope he's not booking meaningless matches moving forward. And, you know, you've only got to look at him to think, oh, wow, what could him and a Darby Allen do? Or what could he, there's so many wrestlers going through your, through your mind, you think, well, I'd like to see him work with him. I'd like to see him work with him already. You, you, the cog should be turning for AEW. Oh, They're probably just t- cogging away to some meaningless tag team match that no one's... Really I would love... Now, I know there's a lot of titles, but there's another two hours a week. And as you said, Andy, they're not using the titles they've got very well. So to me, to say introduce another probably wouldn't go, wouldn't go down too well. But I would love them to have a crossover with Impact and do something with the X Division or have their own version of the X Division. Then guys mm, like Nick shot. Wayne, your Swerve, your Darbys, your Commanders, your Bandidos. You know, I would love to see that. Like every week, you know, you're going to get one of those star matches. I think that'd be great. Yeah, no, it was right. It was good. Uh, it was good. Well, it, the sky is the limit for Nick Wayne, I think. Yeah, honestly. I agree. Like, it, I 100% agree. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up with the final picks of each member of the uh, 
blood and guts match because we're running going to be running out of wrestlers soon they're going to want to come on this show if we carry on much longer um <laughs> that's gonna be it's not like uh, you've shit on any decent wrestlers like oh, fuck's sake um anyway uh <laughs> um the, the surprise for me was was pack uh being the uh, bcc fifth member there was a lot of uh rumors of who it may be who it was so pack was a big surprise a good surprise for me we all knew who the the elite one was but what kind of thing he did for, the disappointing thing for me was he wasn't there i know he's going to be there this week uh next week sorry because he's he's tweeted saying he'll see us all next week but would that not have been better if they built it up maybe that the bcc were going to do their one first and then i know it's blood and guts next week isn't it i'm i'm, I'm blood and guts in boston next week yeah so why couldn't you oh they wouldn't do it on collision either because of the punk stuff jesus all right okay fair enough this ignore everything i've just said uh dave what did you think of it I think they could have done this whole segment a lot better and done it throughout the show. They could have done one reveal at the start. I thought the pack, they almost missed it on the camera. You saw kind of pack coming to play. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And then he then it moved. And then even oh, the cameraman was bored this week. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> could have been done. It could have been done so much better. I love that it's pack. I love pack that pack's back and that he's obviously going to be all Don't in. Don't let him talk though, because even I can't understand him. No, but I I was talking to some AEW fans in the week uh, about, you know, hopefully that he'll be coming back soon so we can start something going into All In. So I'm glad that he's in this match. I just thought the the unveiling of it was poor. I think the Ibushi reveal was was all right to say that he wasn't there. That's probably the best that they could do with it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the the match next week. But they didn't do anything this week to kind of increase massively increase that. Um, yeah, it's really strange week of dynamite and strange week of wrestling so far. But I'm sure, I'm sure Impact, SmackDown, Rampage, Collision. There's plenty more wrestling to go. And the, the you're okay. Adam, are you okay? You ended up for the Raw review. Adam's going to hand in his uh, hand in his notice. Yes. I mean, look. Killed at him. the end of the day, I couldn't agree more. In closure, that. This entire main event angle not only felt rushed, but it just it was very underwhelming to me. Because honestly, it was the worst kept secret in wrestling that Cody Ibushi, the Golden Elite, was going to be a blood and guts, right? But here's the thing: there's been a abundance of opportunity for Coda to come out and have his big moment with Kenny and save Kenny Omega, and we really thought that's what they were building up to. And I don't know what backstage politics are going on. I don't know if you guys are are familiar or versed with. You know, Coda's beef with New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, he's been in some dojos. And, you know, he said he wants to instruct. Like, you know, he's not all elite. People don't know that. But, I mean, he, he did not get the graphic. Nick Wayne got it twice. He has not gotten one. So, he's not officially signed. But he will be a blood and guts next week. As far as the main event, I mean, yeah, it was cool to see Pac on the TV. Dude's absolutely, I mean, jacked. I mean, it was, it was crazy to see, you know, him him come back in such good shape. But Kenny just comes across as, like, the weird anime kid in school that like wishes he could, you know, hit the bully with a zinger and all of his, you know, promo and his dialogue. Like, you know, it just, it felt so melodramatic and corny to me. And and you throw up a video package, really a video package that that's what stops the beat down. Hey guys, stop kicking my ass and look at the led screen. Cause that's how it works. Yeah. That, that doesn't sound very kill jitsu to me. That's just my take on the whole thing. I mean, I, I don't know. John Moxley even looked like a stooge in this whole segment. I mean, I was happy to see Pac. Don't get me wrong. I, I was. And I think he's a good addition to this match. 
And no wrong, when Cody shows up next week, th- this match is going to be fucking insane. Let's not let, 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 no matter how bad Dynamite is this week, fellas. That match next week is going to be absolutely unreal. Let's let's not get that lost in translation here. But as far as execution, the Kota Ibushi AEW debut or reveal has been long awaited, and you know, I, I guess we got a bunch of guys who couldn't manage a fucking target. I guess this is what you get. Mm. The um... best thing about this segment was going under. The best thing about this segment was I knew that AEW Dynamite was coming to an end. Oh my god. Um... Did any of you guys see that Conan, what Conan said about um, the elite seeming disinterested? I was going to... Oh, say, that's a good... Yeah, that's a good That's a good segue. The question I was going to say was, is that to do with them not re-signing WWE contracts? AEW uh, contracts? It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I didn't really want to accept that he had a point when he said that. When's um, their contracts be- up? With AEW losing the books, Kenny and Hangman would be devastating for me. Um, but young, when Conan said that... The young Bucks will be at next year's WrestleMania. That's a I'm big telling you now, shout. I'm telling you now they'll be in WWE. That is a big shot. WrestleMania next year, the Young Bucks are going to headline one of the nights. Probably night one. Wow. Jeez. Adrenaline in my soul. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's their, it's their boys there. He's, I'm telling you now, MJF's going to be there as well. You guys are going to be really pissed off in about eight. Oh, it's it's going to happen. And anyone that doesn't think that's going to happen, you're living in fantasy land because the Young Bucks... I mean, there. look, man. They're going to be WWE superstars. Consider, <laughs> I, I mean, if they are cool, they still can't talk, and I still don't think that they're going to be... No, nah, yeah, their promos, yeah their, prom, their promos are terrible. But, but if they lo- but if Ollie Wrestling loses, Kenny, ooh, wow. Ooh, uh, then... then that's, uh, that's when they're in deep water. Yeah, you're going to lose the... Uh, I say you're going to lose the for me being a WWE guy. The Young Bucks and MJF are going to be in WWE. This time. So you agree with Conan, then he's got a point. Yeah, 100%. I, mm. I agreed with every word he said, and anyone that doesn't... Oh, um, I don't agree. <laughs> I think they're going to be in WWE. Go on, Dad. I can't see it. I, I can't see it. I really can't see it. I if can't it... see the Bucks. I can't see it. I, I, I can't even see Kenny going. Kenny, I don't think will go because I think he's got and, something about him that he'll want to prove a point that he can do without this, WWE. And I think this MJF thing's just a fucking work. Nah, he wants to be there. He wants I to be in the big leagues. He wants to, can... be, he, wants, he wants to be in the big leagues. Burroughs, okay, big leagues. <laughs> Burroughs, Burroughs, Burroughs. Listen, if you want to do that so bad, go to the community playing? creations in WWE 2K23. They got plenty of Young Bucks creations on there, plenty of Kenny stuff. I would do it on my AEW you... game, but it keeps glitching. Look, man. <laughs> what you're not, what you're failing we to nearly went, we nearly that, made it for a whole episode. <laughs> look, look, look! What you're failing to acknowledge is the fact that WWE has already tried to sign oh, these guys, dude. and they said fuck off. <laughs> they gave them the best offer they possibly could. They gave them uh, streaming channels, like they they were gonna let them game. I mean, they, they gave these guys. We're gonna give these guys a full ride to WWE University. And they said, "Fuck you! I'd rather go to community college." So, I just want to throw that in there, right? Oh yeah, that was that was then. That was then. This is now. I'm telling you now. The young bucks and MJF. punk stuff, yeah. They'll be in the. the they'll be in the. Well, not everybody the... gets buried. Not everybody gets buried in their own company like Cody Rhodes and has to run away. You know. So I'm just gonna throw that in there too. Headline WrestleMania. David's face said it all. <laughs> On that note, we must bid you adieu. <laughs> Goodbye. Mwah. Mwah. Good. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTTBuckle. Facebook, just search the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast.